Hello, Tyler. Hello, Tony. Hi, God. And I mean, Lewis Tony. Is also here. Are you there, God? It's me, Mark. Wait, did you call Tyler God? Well, that's a once in a lifetime thing for me. Musical starting, man. I'm ducking out. Oh, are we recording? You bitch. <laughs> okay, we love you. Bye. More shit talking about Chris. Why does Chris look like a Colombian drug lord in that shirt and pants tonight? Just <laughs> Kringle, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, you know where I can get some cocaine? What the fuck happened? I didn't hear what he said. Look how white his him. eyes got. Maybe he is on the cokes. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Maybe that's how he lost weight. Maybe cocaine? it wasn't the AIDS. Maybe it was the cocaine. Can it be two AIDS, things? cocaine, and dripping off. No. There you go. Was that the banter? <laughs> no, he wasn't joking. He literally left. <laughs> he left us again. I'm a little worried about the disco ball that's spinning in his... He's having his own little rave in there. Yeah. That's why he doesn't talk most of the episode. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right. I love how you're here with a sinus infection. I'm dealing with allergies because I haven't taken my allergy Oh, I'm having a little bit of both. It's awful. Yeah. It's all up here. Yeah. It it ain't the Ronas. I got my card. It says I got my shots. Um, are you taking the, uh... The decongestants? I am. Yeah. That's why if I'm a little loopy, I'm on a lot of decongestant. No, loopy's good, man. Sure. <laughs> I'm excited for this movie tonight that I had no idea existed. So, yeah. It's uh, it's called Kate. Mm-hmm. Um, With Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I did, yep. Yeah. Because she... It's kind of like Jolt. Kind but of. She, but she... But she's got 24... No, 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 we're fine. She's oh, got like okay. 24 hey, hours to live and has to yeah. go on some mission or something because yeah. she's like a, a hit girl. I don't know. It looked good. I was I, reading for the sure. synopsis and so I emailed Netflix and was like, hey, we'd like to see it. And they and they were gracious enough to give us a link tonight. Yeah. So we're going to give that a watch. Um, we're already on the list for Red Notice too, so I'm pretty stoked about that. Oh, that just dropped today too. Good the job. Dropped today. Yeah. 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 It's on our Facebook page because I'm no longer banned. Phenomenal. That you, I mean, also the trailer was phenomenal, but that that's you, an that interesting you, word. Phenomenal. Yeah, it's our super secret word of the day. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to Popcorn Tribunal. Thank you, Tony. I'm Tony. That's Tony. That's Tyler. Hello. That's Christopher. Hey, he's eating, well, uh, so you might hear some chewing. Eh, but not right. much because he's lost a shit ton of weight. Right. I think he yelled at me because I said sixty pounds and he was eighty. About eighty. So. When actually, I'm 53. Ironically, he's lost as much weight as his wife weighs. Not quite. What is the old bird's weight in pounds? (laughs) Not going there. (laughs) I'm not going to be that huckleberry. I'm going to tell his wife you called her an old bird. (laughs) I'm not your huckleberry on that one. Fuck no. That Um, little bird has flown away. I started watching that documentary, by the way, the Val Kilmer documentary. I didn't want to watch that. I watched it day one. Oh, my God. It's heartbreaking. So it's heartbreaking, but I can only take so much of the stoma conversation, man. The what conversation? The stoma conversation. Stoma no what? Where he has to cover the hole in his throat to talk. Ew. But what I love about it is that his son is narrating it. Mm-hmm. Basically reading what Val has written. The what the last exactly like him. And there's moments where he stops and he's like, "Did that really happen?" <laughs> I love it. And they yeah. kept it in. It's really it was amazing. So. Well, have you heard the AI uh, of of his voice that just got released? They just released that like a, like a week ago. The news of that. Some German mm-hmm. companies working with him. They captured a bunch of his old audio and used artificial intelligence to let him have a voice again. It's it's Val. It's awesome. It doesn't sound like a robot. It's really cool. And it's you can only one. say lines from Batman forever, though. So. <laughs> well, the cool thing is they used old recordings, but it's not the old recordings. It's computer-generated, 100%. But it sounds so exactly they like computer in the inflection. Age it? Like oh, the inflection and everything is perfect. To kind of piggyback off of that, Bruce Willis finally hit his peak. Right, he, when he did you hear home and did the commercial for yeah. AutoZone. <laughs> and it, no, no, I mean, it's... Com- I think a Japanese company or something did a completely CGI Bruce Willis. So he literally got paid to do nothing. No, it's no, no. So it was a deep wanted. fake. It was Love a it. deep fake company yes. that does all the Tom Cruise deep fake, deep fakes. They, um, Bruce paid them 
Oh my god. To deep fake him for an AutoZone commercial. So he wouldn't have to do so it. He wouldn't have to work. <laughs> and he still got paid for the AutoZone commercial. Well, at what point do people start giving a shit about Bruce Willis? Because he just he clearly just doesn't want to work. Haven't we reached that point yet? Not if he's getting paid to not even be in an AutoZone commercial. <laughs> I don't know. It was interesting though. I think we're just skirting a weird area though. I was reading an article about Tom Cruise and the new uh, Top Gun movie. Oh, we'll get that. We'll get to that. And how he petitioned the Air Force. Oh fuck! I'm gonna hate or this. Navy. Petitioned the Navy. Yeah. For like three years to be able to fly one of the to fighter actually jets. fly one of the for did three they, years. Did they cave? No. <laughs> Maybe like, that's why they delayed it again. Well, I mean, he's gonna keep delaying hands, it until he gets to fly that fucking the jet. Hands God of a damn it! Twelve billion dollar jet in the hands of Tom Cruise is. I mean, we've done similar things before, though. Well, I mean, even Red Bull let him drive his Formula One car, but they gave saying. him the one that was three seasons old. So, well, he didn't know. He's like, <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> I can't do Tom Cruise. Yeah, Neilus, can you do Tom Cruise? No. Okay. I well, could that, do, th- I could do Torm Cruz, but that's it. Oh, you know. My 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 fiance has been watching Chuck. You know Superman Returns, Brandon Routh, Superman, Zachary Levi. Yes. No, not Zachary no, Levi. No, I know. I was thinking who was the guy. From oh, Chuck. and Chuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's Shazam. That's a different thing. He looks. Well, he's also Chuck. He is Chuck. He is Chuck. Anyways, Brandon Routh looks and acts exactly like Tom Cruise, and I've never noticed it till now. Uh-huh, yeah. Didn't did he play his Chuck's sister's fiance? I've never wa- I've only seen bits and pieces of the show. I have no okay. idea what's going on. Because all I've gathered is he has a thing in his head that makes him a spy, but then in the last season, his friend has a thing in his head that makes him a spy. But also, Brandon Where Ralph has his Chuck. Where did she find it to watch? I think it? it's on Prime. Is it on Peacock, maybe? Because it She's, was an NBC show. She was, it's true, but she was watching it on Prime. Because I loved that show. You I loved would love Chuck? to watch you, it again. It was one of the first like fan. Protests that kept a show on yeah, the air. Yeah, I yeah. It, I've seen a bit. It's fine. Speaking of oh, Chuck, and but Zachary. the guest stars are great. They yeah, got yeah, Linda yeah, Hamilton, sure. Mark mm-hmm. Hamill, someone else. I'm on a lot of cold medicine. Um, <laughs> so Chris just Chris just sent me a suicide note. Did he? About this movie, The Eyes of Tammy. Oh, Faye. have you heard about this? I just saw uh, this trailer yesterday. Yeah, Social we got media invited embargo. to a press screening. Fuck yeah! Next, next what is that? So this show won't post until after the twelfth. Oh, well, we're behind. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> I have you seen the trailer for this yet? No. Okay, because in the trailer, Jerry Falwell was in the trailer, and I'm like, fuck, I'm glad Tony is in the theater. <laughs> Like real Jerry? Is it a documentary? No, it's Andrew He's Garfield dead. as uh, oh Jim Jim Baker Jim Baker, and then with two K's yeah with Tammy Faye and then someone's playing Jerry Falwell. Who plays at one Tammy point. Faye? Jessica Chastain. Oh, I'm in. That's she's, sign me up. She's phenomenal too. I'm Aren't I'm very Andrew excited. Garfield and Jessica Chastain like twenty years age difference. Yeah, but they're all under layers and layers hmm. of makeup, so it's probably fine. Interesting. <laughs> But yes, I am well, hyped. Chris says he would rather kill himself than see the movie. Mm-hmm. Personally. Oh, really? Well, yeah. if you grew up in that environment like we it did. It is Wednesday, though. Is your is your group going to... No, I'm in St. Louis. Oh, because well, work I'll is, enjoy it then. Work is killing my social life. <laughs> I'll enjoy it then. I have to go to... Before I get married in October, I got to go to Nashville and New Orleans, so... Oh, that's terrible. Well, I mean, New Orleans is terrible right now. Well, that uh, well, there's also that. So that might get canceled. Yeah. Here's hoping. Nashville is kind of boring unless you're a country music fan, which you're not. I am not. The point is, I'm I'm very tired of traveling, and I have a sinus infection, and sometimes I just want to go home and sleep. But in your new bed, in my new, a new bed, in my new bed, queen size bed. Your woman, what size was your bed before? Full. You and Jay were sleeping in a full. We size were bed? on a full time. That's fun. It was tricky. It's tricky. You rock. Never mind. And you're not expecting. That's amazing. What? Because it's a sex thing. Did you get it? Oh, because we're close. Has to sleep closely. I guess if I sleep on her wrong, then she's pregnant. And one good. And dr- that's the joke. One good dream, and you know. Oh. No. I understand you have three children, Chris, but that's not how it works. Uh, He's only had sex the three I've times. I've n- actually never hey, had sex Hey, you know what before. time it is? What time is it? It's time for movie news. What a what a segue! You are the master yes. of segues. Yes. 
Master of Segways. Don't sue me. It's spelled S-E-G-U-E. It's spelled different. So let's talk about Top Gun Maverick. It's, well, been, it's been pushed back to May 2022. Sweet. Guess what else got pushed back? Uh, do you actually mean that? No. Ghostbusters. Fucking. Oh, I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. There's... I don't... They haven't given a reason... As to why it's been delayed, because it was supposed to come out November 19th, mm-hmm. and Ghostbusters has been moved to take that uh, slot. You think the studio is uh, Yeah, because they were not going to push well? it back a week just to continue to push it back. I think this is more like Eternals is coming out, Top Gun just moved, let's take that spot. So we, we avoid competition with Eternals. So When is Eternals out? <clears throat> I believe the same, the November? 12th. Yeah, the day Ghostbusters was supposed to It's becoming to come out. tantric at this point. It's upsetting. <laughs> it's not fun, but it's fine. I mean, I'll still enjoy every last fucking it drop better, of it. It better come out this year. We're not threatening. Oh, Wait, it's like you just right said it before got Thanksgiving. To 2022, and then you said it better it come out. It is Thanksgiving. This year. Oh, no, Ghostbusters better come out. I don't care about Top Gun. Okay. Yeah, nobody cares about Top Gun. Yeah. No, I mean, literally. The, I care about Top no, Gun. The one that's had it the worst, I think, is No Time to Die. Because <laughs> that's been moved back so many times that they, I think they. The, I think people are going to forget about it. No, they're to just going to release it because they're going to. They're just going to keep spending more money on it if yeah. they don't just fucking release it. So. I think Amazon has the bill now, though, don't they? Because they really because the, MG, the MGM buyout. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I'm wondering if they'll finally just that makes sense. Throw their hands in the air and throw it on Prime, but hmm. I doubt it. Um, who likes the show Community? It's been a minute. Really, Neilis? What? You you ever yes. watched? Sorry, I was looking up a movie thing. Sorry. What yes. mo- we'll share. Would you like to share with the rest of the class no. what movie news no. did you discover? It wasn't news. It was a funny quote. May yeah. we hear it? No, not yet. Oh, We're going to ruin this quote oh, for you. God, he's, gonna, he's, he's got something it's planned. Ruined. Was it, no, hello, ruined. my name is Nigu Montoya. You Why is that my always your go-to? Prepare to die. God damn it. You have a problem with that being my No, go-to? I know it's one of your favorite movies. Your go-to is Gilbert Gottfried reading Fifty oh, Shades of Grey. fuck! <laughs> I like my go-to. Oh, can I share something you real quick? Please. My mother posted this today. <laughs> it is a picture of the walking Phoenix Joker, and it says, I respect those who tell the truth, no matter how hard it is. And it's from a site called Joker Vibes. <laughs> So Why? I don't I don't know. So I promptly sent her a gif of the scene with him and Robert De Niro where he shoots him in the fucking face, and she's like, "Oh, is that what that's from?" Wait a second. Show me that picture again. Sure. Why do you have a screenshot from Facebook? Because JC took it. Mm. I do not have the Facebook. I know. That's what I was intrigued by. Yeah. She showed me on her phone and took a picture. Mm. It's you- called a screenshot. Yes. Do you think my mom's like one of those like underground like Joker fans, like the Hot Topic crowd? No, I think it was a political statement about telling the truth. Does Biden not do that? She was probably like talking shit about the mainstream media or something. No, not. It's not my mom. It would be extremely personal. It's probably about my sister or something. (laughs) That's true. Okay. All right, movie nudes. Keep going. <coughs> okay. So Joel McHale says a community movie is more likely now than before because of how well it's doing on Netflix. Yeah. So the community mantra is six seasons in a movie. But now everyone's so famous. And also Chevy Chase is a piece of shit. Yeah. Because, like, if they ever get Donald Glover, I'll I'll, I'll be very surprised. Because he seems mostly done with, like, comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said... In a recent podcast, I used to just lie about it. People would be like, is the movie going to happen? I'd be like, yeah, sure. I think things are in place. People are like, we're game. We'll have the money. So I think like uh, a pizza. There is cheese being made. Someone's got flour. There is water over here. This guy has an oven. And it could all come together. Or never come together. So Why did he leave the sauce out? Joe McHale's a weird dude. <laughs> in conclusion, we might never get a community movie. But there's a chance. There's a uh, is that your today's movie news that no one really cares about? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I gotcha. couldn't find a what the fuck, gotcha. really. So, um, all right. So, 
Are you literally sitting at Collider right now? No, reading? no. I just took screenshots because okay. it was a busy ass day. Gotcha. Peacemaker show is essentially Suicide Squad two, or rather, the Suicide Squad two. Mm-hmm. Technically, the Suicide Squad was Suicide Squad two, mm-hmm. but also not really. I just want to state for the record that even though John Cena came out of that movie kind of looking like a bit of an asshole because um, of the Taiwan thing. No, that was Fast Nine, wasn't it? The press. No, did? I mean his character. Oh, sure. Um, I watched Vacation Friends today. I was wondering if that was worth my time. The reviews are all over the place. It's it is all over the place. It was. Okay. There were moments where I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" But him and Lil Rel are just fucking hilarious together. <laughs> and the girl who plays John Cena's girlfriend in the movie, never seen her before, but she was fantastic. Yeah. Was that on Hulu? It was on my Plex server. I don't know where I could find it. Should I watch it? Would I enjoy it or nah? Um, I don't know. I'd be intrigued. If I'm half watching it, will I probably enjoy it? Yeah. Okay. That's why I like the film Jolt, and nobody else seemed to. <laughs> uh, what else? Da, da, da. Apparently, Mobius and Sylvie are going to be in Doctor Strange 2. So, is that going to release before Morbius, though? Mobius, not Morbius. Oh. Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson from Loki. Yeah. Yeah. Those two Loki characters. And possibly Loki? And that movie, based on all the rumors, like Spider-Man 3, seems pretty stuffed already. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that in, in the I'm last a little, episode. I'm I a just... little worried about those two movies. Oh, did, did you end up watching the Spider-Man trailer? Uh-huh. What did you think? <clears throat> Yeah. It's a, it's a Spider-Man movie. It, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting how Doctor Strange was all about not messing with shit. And then That's why I'm like, is that Doctor Strange? Yeah. Because he's acting very out of character. Yeah. But at the same time, it feels like maybe there's a multiverse realization that has happened since Endgame. So, right. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. So, you're not going to get your hopes up that, it, you know... Glowing with low expectations that Andrew and Toby aren't going to be in the movie. No, not at all. Okay. So you definitely think they're going to be in the movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They would be stupid at this point to tease all that and yeah. not put them in the movie. Yeah. Okay. Have you been following any of the leaks or anything? Nope. Okay. Because what I'm worried about is like Wanda... Are Tom Holland and Zendaya dating? And the Spider-Man movies? No, in real life. I don't. I haven't heard. I don't think so. Huh. Okay. Why? I don't know. I just, I they, I don't know. Their well, chemistry is pretty. Uh, go ahead, you keep doing. Okay. Your okay. Uh, my worry is after Wandavision that it's just going to be variant versions of the those Raimi characters, and I'm like, why even bother at that point? Wanda well, get, Wandavision gave problem, me trust though, issues, and we talked about this a sure. little off the air. Is that you got to get fucking Sam Raimi out of your head, man? Can't. Can't do it. I know, but that's going to ruin everything Spider-Man for you from this point forward. It didn't that's ruin like, Spider-Verse. Like, it's like having tequila mm. and loving it and not being willing to try vodka or gin or any other alcohol because I'm the willing. only thing you want to drink is tequila. That's not true. I loved Into the Spider-Verse, and that's not anything like the same Yeah, but movies. that's animated, and that's most of the reason why you like it. That's not true. Very well, well written. <laughs> Animation is great, though. Anyways... Um, did you know they announced a director for the Blade movie? Tom Holland and Zendaya confirmed they're dating with kissing pictures. Did you know this ahead of time, or you just guessed that out of the blue? I literally just Googled it. Holy shit, dude. You got like a sixth sense for these things. Well, I mean, I just, I was watching, I remember in the first part of the trailer, and I was like, that chemistry is fucking electric. Like, you could cut it with a knife, even though she looks like a crackhead. That's like her thing for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a fan. I like Zendaya. Sure. So she's fine. Yeah. Apparently Euphoria is amazing. Euphoria is fucking fantastic. That's what I I, heard. Well, I binged that with my daughter, my seventeen. Apparently daughter. people have told me to be careful with it though, and I oh, don't, yeah. don't oh, know yeah. what that means. All right. sure. And we can touch on that a little bit later, actually. Oh, sure. Sure. When sure, we sure. talk about one of the movies we're gonna talk about tonight. Sure. Uh, so I didn't know that Blade had a director announced. Did you know this? Yeah, hasn't it already started production? Apparently. Um, and the director is 
I'm gonna you want screw, a drum roll? I'm gonna, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to screw this name up, and I apologize if this guy's listening, even though he isn't. Bassam Tariq? How would you pronounce that? Um, probably Bassam Tariq. That's what I thought. <laughs> and he says... I didn't think Blade was going to happen, just to be very honest. <laughs> wow. I'm honored and it's a privilege, but I'm here in service of Stacy Osef. Oh, I'm so sorry. O.C. Kofor, who's the incredible writer that is writing the film. She's just a phenomenal presence and a juggernaut in her own right. And for Mahershala, for me, it's really just working in their service. Marvel takes big swings, you know? I <laughs> hope Mahershala put in the work, man. I can't say anything about it, but I'm just so excited for what we're doing. So it has started filming. And he's only done two other movies, which I found found interesting. One's a documentary from 2013 called "These Birds Walk," mm-hmm. and it follows the life of a runaway boy in Pakistan. And then he did a movie that I kind of want to see with our boy Riz Ahmed mm. called "Oh, last year called Mogul Mowgli." Did I say that right? Mogul. Mogul Mowgli, huh? What's it about? It's about a British Pakistani rapper who's struck down by a disease. So interesting thing about that is Riz Ahmed is actually a club DJ and a rapper, and he's actually That's what you said. He's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I kind of want to check that out. I, yeah. I, I hadn't even heard of any of those. I just accidentally scrolled and got to see your dick pics. I'm sorry. Not much to see. <laughs> I, lo- I love how he looks in his phone like what? <laughs> I was kidding. I didn't do anything. Uh huh. Not much to see. Don't even worry about it. Okay, that's all I had for movie news. I didn't even mean to say it that Speaking time. Speaking of movie news. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so tonight's going to be an interesting night. There's a the Freudian episode. dick slip. <laughs> so, um, two of the movies I've already kind of talked about. Sure. But Tyler got to see them, so we're going to talk did. about them again. And yep. then there's one of the three movies that we're going to talk about tonight that mm-hmm. um, I think we're going to get a little more in depth on. Sure. There was one movie that we saw earlier in the year. It was about Alzheimer's. Do you remember that movie? Relic? Was it called Relic? It was. Okay. So, and we went into it thinking it was going to be a horror film, Mm -hmm. and it turned out to be about Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. That didn't work. No. For me, it didn't work. Uh, We talked about, there was was another movie or two that was also about the themes of, like, dementia and Alzheimer's. Do you remember Yeah, one was the one that Viggo Mortensen directed. Yep. Which I never saw. Did you see that? I think you saw that. I think I saw that, yeah. And then there was the the one with the the chick from Ready Player One, Little Fish. You remember this? Yeah, I know, right? Do you want to just swap mics next time? It's not my fault. It's just jiggly. (laughs) Chris is in there about to tear his eardrums out. I must must stop it, though. Be right there. Oh, Jesus. He's coming for he's, me. He's coming for you. Okay, so um, well, the point that I'm trying to make, though, is that sure. we've, we've had some experiences with movies that we think are going to be one thing, and they turn out to be completely different. Sure. In this case, this revolved around Alzheimer's. One of the movies that we're going to talk about tonight, I had already seen last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you got an advanced screening, didn't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I told you that I didn't want to talk about it until you saw it. Correct. I think after seeing it, you understand why I didn't want to talk about it. I do. But it is one of those movies that you go into thinking it's going to be one thing, and it turns out it's one other thing. That's absolutely right. He's doing a sneaky. And so we'll talk about that one a little later. Yeah. I think we should do some popcorn speed rounds on these other two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. (laughs) Which one would you like to talk about first? Let's start with Jolt. Yeah. I... For someone so, who kind of half watched it and the, the hate it's getting, I right. really enjoyed it. So, um, Kate Beckinsale, mm-hmm. Stanley Tucci, mm-hmm. um, Jai Courtney, Jai Courtney, yeah, Susan Sarandon for Sarandon was in it for like thirty seconds, three seconds at the beginning, yeah. and the do a sequel tease at the end, yeah, which yeah. was like, oh, I forgot you were yeah. in this movie. She's like Jane, uh, um, <laughs> John Wick. No, from Jane. the the. Sarah Plain and Tall. Black Widow, the J- Seinfeld girl. What's Elaine ah, Bennis. Think, no. Julia Julia Louis Dreyfus. Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, she was there for like that to do that tease. Sorry. <clears throat> but yeah, so pretty decent cast. It's like the anti crank with its plot because 
She's got this thing attached to her that helps her, gives her a jolt if she gets too worked up. So let's talk about this. So the sure. concept is that Kate Beckinsale suffers from a disorder that causes her to go from zero to sixty, hulking out, as it were. Yeah, without like physically turning off large her and green. She just right. goes full berserker mode. Um, <clears throat> so the interesting thing is that Stanley Tucci plays her quote therapist. Oh, did you? Are we doing spoilers? Yeah, I mean, it's been out for three weeks. Okay, because I saw the twist coming a mile away. Like, Jay Courtney ain't dead. Okay, I didn't see it coming a mile away. Well, then I was like, if he's alive, then is Stanley Tucci also in on it? And then it turned out he was. Yeah. Doesn't make it bad. No, 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 no. And I thought it worked. But here's the thing. So, for me, the whole concept is that um, Stanley Tucci, her therapist, has come up with a way. And it's kind of pretty well encapsulated in the first five minutes of the film about all of the ways that she's tried to work out her rage Absolutely. It gives it a whole backstory that I did not expect. Yeah. And it actually worked. And it does connect back to the end because she starts out with the army, I think, and they they try to see if they can harness this and weaponize it. I think she joined the army to try and work out some of her rage. Mm -hmm. Like, that was... I, because of this, I did what anyone expected me to do. Mm -hmm. I joined the army. Try to be a human weapon, right? Yeah. Um... This reminds me, oh, where was I going with this? Oh, so Kate Beckinsale was on Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. Yeah, that's, that's, is that how you heard about it? And she mentioned that people always kind of pigeonhole her as this action actress. And so the reason why she was attracted to this film is because it was that kind of a movie. Mm-hmm. And so now, at whatever age she is, almost 50, I think, she can actually do this kind of work. Mm-hmm. But she also gets an opportunity to kind of have a personality where before oh, it was... Oh, so there's a whole character. Yeah, 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 for, for sure. sure. She was kind of funny. You know? I thought she was fantastic. <clears throat> yeah. The, the fact that she, she holds so tightly to her Britishness. Yeah, and she played agitated very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the whole concept is Stanley Tucci has developed this like vest that mm-hmm. she wears under her clothes mm-hmm. that she shocks herself with a little remote when she feels her rage starting to boil out. And she thinks Jai Courtney is an accountant that she hit it off with. In well, the- it starts off she's trying to date again. Right. It's the first time in a long time she thinks she's got this vest has got her under control and she mm-hmm. thinks she's ready to date again. She can again. try to be normal. So yeah. she meets Jai Courtney on a dating app. Mm-hmm. They go out and the date initially goes horribly. Mm-hmm. And then somehow, I don't remember exactly how, they end up back together, and then she finds him dead. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of John Wicky in that sense. <laughs> well, I mean, Jay Courtney, dog, sure. Um, Jay Courtney is a dog? Well, in John Wick, In place of the dog, yes. yes. So um, <laughs> it was interesting because she was at a point in the relationship. It wasn't like the first night they slept together. It was the relationship had developed. She felt like she was falling for she him. Finally she finally connected like she could take to someone. The, yeah. Take the vest off. He didn't really care about it. Um, and so she thought she was finally able to connect. And then he got killed. Mm-hmm. And so. Allegedly. <clears throat> that kind of broke down her guard and made her accessible to this other group of people. So she goes on this mission of vengeance and she meets all kinds of other wacky characters. Like a lot of great kind characters. Of bloodshot, if you think about it. Who? Bloodshot. <laughs> a little. Remember okay. that? Kind of, yeah. All right. I could see that. I, I hadn't even thought about that. No, you're right. Moment. In a different way, yeah. They coerced him and with this visual. Yeah. Okay, so it is a little bloodshot, a little John Wick, a little bit, uh, what did I say? Anti crank? <laughs> but she doesn't kill Stanley Tucci at the end of the movie. No, you get. <clears throat> but again, a lot of great character actors. Stanley Tucci's phenomenal. Yeah. Bobby. I'm going to butcher Bobby his... Cannavale. Yeah, I was going to yeah. butcher his last name. I forgot he's he great. was in here. I thought that that kind of felt like a romantic interest yeah. there. He, he's becoming the person she thought Jai Courtney was. So if to we her, work out a sequel with that, then maybe... I think they'll. Delve into that a little bit more. Uh, his partner, uh, Bobby she Cannavale. She was great. She was fantastic. She was like, Bobby Cannavale was like, no, man, let's be cool. Let's be cool. And she was like, buy the book and mm-hmm. I will fucking find you. Buy book. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. <laughs> was that Kenneth Branagh? Buy Rus- book. Russian Kenneth Branagh? <laughs> Please so, to be going buy the book. It sounds like you enjoyed it. I wasn't sure I if you would. I had a grand old time. It's very stylized. Yeah. Everyone's very charming. I don't know why people got pissed about it because the reviews aren't great. The letterbox reviews aren't great. And then, which I looked at after, mm-hmm. but I liked the premise. And I, and I mean, it is a little by the numbers because yeah. I could kind of like you've, if it was you've, longer than I expected it to be. I think it was almost. Yeah, there's two a good hours. point where 
what you think the final conflict is kind of resolved and yeah. then goes on for like another 20 minutes. But it didn't bother me. No, and I'm not normally at all. the one that complains about that kind of thing. Like I feel like it should have ended here. Sure. No, and I could see that. Yeah. But like she's good enough to carry this whole damn thing on yeah. her shoulders and like I was it's, it's I so I crazy it how she's still like she still looks exactly like the what was she was in that Elizabethan drama mm-hmm. like to start off with. She still looks the same. She's it's crazy. She's great. I haven't yeah. seen her in a ton of things. Like I know who she is and I definitely seen her, but this She is a filthy girl too. <laughs> yeah. She was she was so <laughs> dirty on uh Dak Shepard's podcast. It was pretty funny. I I am a fan of her though. Like yeah. I think I've seen her in things, but I've never like had her carry she a movie for me. She was also married to Michael Sheehan. That Michael Sheen? Yeah. Really? Yeah. The, he was in the Underworld movies, remember? No, I've never seen those. Yeah. Because I get No, the, he wasn't in Underworld. He was in Twilight. He was in Twilight. Yeah. It's, isn't it crazy how you get those two and Vampires. the Mia Jola of Resident Evil ones mixed yeah. up? You throw those in a pot. I'm like, I don't know. All I can think about is Eraser Nipples. So let's stop talking about her. Eraser Nipples? We've had this conversation. Oh, on the Mia Jovovich. Chris, roll the clip. No, I'm just kidding. Nope. From the hit <laughs> film said, Hellboy. Nope. Um, yeah, so, uh, I mean, it's on Amazon Prime. If you're a Prime subscriber, yeah. watch it. It's, a, it's like, a fun watch. If you just go in, like, this is free. I'm going to have some stupid fun. Even if I had seen this on the big screen, yeah. I think I would have liked it and had a good time. Yeah. I, I mean, hope they get a sequel. Yeah. I would see more of these. kind of had a wet neon feel to the yeah. whole thing. Uh, which is very popular right now yeah. with, like, Atomic Blonde or, what was that, Gunpowder Milkshake? Yeah. I, I liked Gunpowder Milkshake. I didn't think really? I would. Really? Because you're kind of iffy on it. And well, because I, the I, main I, character, I didn't know if I thought she could carry it. Well, Karen? But Gillen? then you had Carla Gugino who popped up. Oh, I up. love. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'll check that one out. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And I think there's I think there's a sequel coming for that, too. So. Okay. Did you like Jolt better? Um, I don't know. They're kind of sitting on the same shelf. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. I'll definitely give that a shot. Yeah. So. Like... I'm going to say something controversial. I liked Jolt more than John Wick and would like to see more movies of Which of her. John Wick? Well, they're all fine, but they're all the same movie. By yeah. the time we got to the third one, I'm like, all right, wrap this up. And then they lead into a fourth one. I'm like, nope, done. Gotcha. I'm bored of this. Because, okay. like, how much more could you do with that? Because yeah. there's no – here's the difference. John Wick, no character, right? Because it's just Keanu, badass, <clears throat> killing machine. With What's-Her-Face, which isn't helping my case – we're going to call her Jolt. What's what's Kate Beckinsale? What was her character's name? Levy? Oh, I don't remember. No. <clears throat> More interesting character there. Levy? I don't know. Like, bye-bye, Miss American Pie? Yeah, she drove her Chevy to the Levy. That's what I'm saying. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Uh, there's a character there that I, I liked hanging out yeah. with and getting to know there. There's a struggle there. The so. character, what I like about it is the character had a wall. Mm-hmm. The wall was broken down. Mm-hmm. And then this character developed a different personality, and yeah. it and it fucking worked through for it. sure, and yeah, for sure. And then you could see her get angry <laughs> at that one point, where but she's in like, a believable way. Was Wait, it like what a the gimmick. fuck did you do to me? Yeah, it was. Pretty or when she like tried to stop herself from getting angry and like tried to reason with people before yeah. she exploded, I'm like, that's great. Yeah, you're growing, Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, thanks for making me watch that. I really yeah, enjoyed I it. I mean, I didn't know if you would like it or not. It was one of those where I figured you'd hate it or you'd find it enjoyable. No, so. the next movie we're going to talk about I hated. <laughs> uh, speaking Ooh. of that, let's reminisce a little bit about <sighs> the movie that I talked about last episode. So I had seen Reminiscence. Did you see this in theaters? With Rebecca Ferguson and no, I saw it while I was in Denver. Oh, um, you're right. I saw it on HBO Max, thank God, because I would have fallen asleep if I had tried to watch it in one go in theaters. So it's like The Greatest Showman 1.5. I mean, it was... Well, it's also Waterworld. Yes. And Blade Runner. Yes. And the Maltese Falcon. Yes. And every Christopher Nolan movie ever Total made. Total Recall. A lot of Total Recall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the big one, is it? definitely it? borrowed tropes from a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. hard-boiled detective in this post-apocalyptic world, and yeah. he's got this Dandy dame. Newton. She's probably the best part she of the was, movie. Yeah, I thought she was pretty great. Also, he sounds just like Wolverine, and I know that's like his American accent. Yeah. But when you kept having him go, where is she? And putting him in tanks of water, I'm like, I miss him. <laughs> <laughs> I figured, uh, that's what I thought when he was climbing into the tank. I figured you would be like, oh my God, is he going to get adamantium? <laughs> 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 that would have been great. But no, instead we got this movie. 
In the end, the villain was a confusing man that looked like a burnt testicle that they introduced Yet at the again, 11th hour. Another, another hornswoggle movie where someone... I do feel hornswoggled by yeah. this movie, Tony. But the characters in it as well, someone conned someone in the movie just like happened in Jolt. So Yeah, but Jolt was like entertaining and fun to watch. Yeah. And not boring. Yeah. The the one thing that drove me crazy was the kid. How they put the kid at the, the White House in the middle of nowhere. There was one point where I was like watching the movie and I was like, he's at the White House with the lady. With and the was, lady. With the lady. <laughs> and and it went on for another twenty five minutes before he realized where he Thank was. You. I'm like He's at the White House. You like, know this. You know this. <laughs> I think that was the other problem. I was having like a shouting match with the movie. It's like, yeah. we did this already. You already established this. And it's very repetitive. It's like Hugh Jackman will get pissed and get obsessive. He will go to a place, meet a new character. They will get in a fight. Yeah. And he will ask, where is she? And this happens over and over yeah. and over again until yeah. we finally figure out what happened to her. And by that point, I don't care about this bitch. Yeah. I don't care anymore. I, I feel like there was a different movie that could have happened that may have worked. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to explain that to you, right? Sure. Oh, well, real quick. Quick, like, did the world building work for you? Because we're in a world that's no, surrounded no, by no, no, water. No, not at all. I mean, we neither have... did it in Waterworld. So it, right. Uh, well, yeah. it just seems like such a and like they wake up at sunset and they go because it's bed. so hot outside. Right, which yeah. makes sense, and that's a cool world building detail. But yeah, what is but it? Were, what is it? There add? were romantic moments where they're watching the sun come up. I know. I'm like, if it's that fucking hot, I'm you like, are not going to be sitting yes, there like, enjoying each other's company. No. Well, yeah. It's like the world building wasn't consistent. And, and I like, hate it when you get that implied love scene. Oh, I just hate it. Oh, the PG-13 fuck yeah. fest? Yeah. I hate that. Drives me crazy. Makes me feel like I'm watching uh, Skinamax at 7.30 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Well, do you think this should have been R? Would have made any more money? No, but here's here's the movie that I see within this that might I have I do worked. also see a good movie in this, so I, I'm interested. This, this, is where, this is where my filmmaking thoughts come sure, into play. Sure, sure. What so, you got? Um, I think the environment sucks. I think the world, the water, the day, the whatever, I think that sucks to a point. Mm-hmm. I think there's a conversation about a hurricane. I think the water has encroached on the well, United there's, States. There's wars we don't know much about. Right. But yeah. I think they build the story about the hurricane. The water levels have risen based on what happened to Houston, what happened to, you know, and that they did never they never went back. So the shape of the United States has completely changed. Sure. The coastline has changed. It's forced all of the population into different areas. They have to live vertically instead of horizontally. Mm-hmm. And then I think the story that lies there is the relationship between Tandy Newton and Hugh Jackman. Well, character. she's much more interesting. And I think that that revolves around a situation similarly, but I don't think the con happens. Okay. So I think he falls for this woman that he sees in a, in a memory. Right. Rather than she comes in and has him search her memories. That was stupid, by the way. And the, the vibrator? Like, that was random and redundant. And a little bit. Irrelevant throughout the movie. Well, that's that's the thing. Like, this thing's barely two hours. Like, it's it's almost yeah. two hours. But if we do some more trimming, I think yeah. there's a decent hour and, and a half like I movie said, I mean, in there. You had that one aspect where she's just someone that is seen in a memory. Right, and he but becomes obsessed. He with discovers her. that maybe she's in danger sure. in that memory, and he becomes obsessed with finding her and saving her. Like, I think there's, there's, it's a case of too many ideas at once, right? If you don't have the con come from him falling in love with her, right, as opposed to seeing that she's potentially in danger, he's intrigued and he tries mm-hmm. to find her, and then he finds out that. She was killed and blah, blah, blah. And blah. he's now in, in this whole new world that's foreign to him and right. dirty and violent. And Tandy yeah. Newton, who has lived in a bottle for the last 10 years because she's in love with him, but she can't tell him and mm-hmm. all of this fun stuff. And then she helps him find this girl. And through that process, they realize, oh, there's something there. And then that's kind of where it ends up. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a much better movie. Heck, him fighting crimes with his memory software. That's a more interesting movie. It's been done. Has it been done? Yeah, wasn't that Minority Report? Oh shit, you're right. Let's add that add, add that movie to, to the list of <laughs> yeah, things right? this rips off. So this, yeah, again, another movie that takes a lot of tropes from. Yeah, but that movie, I don't know. It does more with its world building. I think mm-hmm. there was too much and also not enough world building. Where if you're gonna make it a character, make it a character. But instead, of give us all these details about it and then don't do anything with them. Yeah, but that's lazy. But the movie that I have in my head. Mm-hmm. 
it doesn't take much to make that turn from what exists. To make it more interesting? I agree. No, I mean, to, to make that movie that mm-hmm. I just talked about, it doesn't take much to turn and make that movie happen. No. And and it's it's one of those where you're just like, oh, man, you turned left when you could have gone right. Ex- absolutely. So and it's disappointing because it could the concept doesn't mm-hmm. suck. There no. have been good movies that good have been made out of the it. concept. It's a good looking movie. Yeah. But the script just fucking shit the bed. Yeah, for sure. So and it's one of those where you gotta wonder if it was production during COVID That's, and the studio right. just said, Well, let's just put out this feel good romantic movie and then oh there's a twist. This you know? was feel good? Well, the romantic part was for a while. That's fine. And then yeah, the twist. I guess. Yeah. I felt terrible the whole movie. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say don't watch it. I mean, visually, it's I thought fine. it was pretty great. The story was pretty stupid. If you're half watching it and you like pretty visuals, I mean, it's... What's baffling? If you've already watched The Suicide Squad on HBO Max and you're looking for another good movie to watch, don't Keep watch looking. this one. Yeah. But if you're looking for a third movie to watch, watch then this Then maybe one. this one. Yeah. Have a plane like You watched the it on the plane, didn't yeah, you? I did. That might be the perfect viewing Probably for it. Probably still stored on my iPad. I need to maybe, delete it. Maybe. Um, you know, it's not the worst thing they've thrown on HBO Max. Yeah. Because, you know, there's no basketballs or cartoon characters in it. <laughs> Although right. she did look, this bitch did look like Jessica Rabbit at one point. She did. Yeah, in the red, <laughs> red yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. So um, just a word of warning. Sure. Uh, this next conversation is going to get a little deep, mm-hmm. potentially triggering to some people. Um, and in some cases, this may not be easy for either of us to talk about, but mm-hmm. we want to talk about a movie called The Night House. Now, let me preface this by saying that I don't know if this is the idea that the filmmakers had behind it, mm-hmm. but I think Tyler and I have very similar feelings about the so. movie, and so we're going to talk about it. Sure. <clears throat> so, why, don't you, why don't you start us off on the very base level, what was the movie about? Okay. And then we'll go so, from there. Um, a woman's husband has committed suicide shortly after their new home was built, um, rode out in the middle of a lake and shot himself. Mm-hmm. With a handgun she didn't even know he had. With, yes, with a handgun she didn't even know he had. And then... Um, Although, real quick, real quick side note, I'm sorry. One of my favorite scenes is her coming into work that day and telling off some fucking oh, mom. No, 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 yeah. We're going to touch on that okay. for sure. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, she's a school teacher, a high school teacher. And um, it all kind of starts off with her kind of melancholy and then deciding she needs to return to work. And that actually kind of sets off the whole movie, if you think about it's it. It's true. There's a couple weird things about the house. It feels empty, but it doesn't feel empty. It feels like someone's there. feels claustrophobic A little and invisible man-ish at that point. Uh, by the time we get to the third act, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of that going on. Yeah, but it's explained, which is interesting. Oh, no, I don't think it's a ripoff at all. Yeah, just yeah. There's one specific visual that'll remind you of that movie. So she returns to school, and a parent has asked for a conference with her. Mm-hmm. And she says, I'm sorry it took so long to get here. And the mom's like, well, I want to know why I gave my kid this grade. And, as and she's helicopter stoic yeah. and stone-faced. Yeah. And as helicopter parents do. Of a high give, schooler, though. Jesus. Yeah, uh, it happens. Yeah, yeah. I think even in college, some... Some parents are doing that shit. Isn't that insane? Only at Liberty. She, well, she's given some bullshit reason why her kid deserves a better grade, even though he did nothing to to deserve that. At this point, Rebecca Hall, who's phenomenal, by the way. She's fantastic, yes. Just gives up and is like, fuck it. Let me clarify. Up to this point, which is probably 20, 25 minutes into the movie, Mm -hmm. she has been stoic and melancholy throughout. Um, Her sister's trying to get her to have a little fun or jolly. Oh, that's that's just her friend. Is it? I thought it was her sister. Sorry. Mm. Her friend. That's all good. That's all good. And it's just not working, right? She puts on this brave face, and Mm -hmm. then she gets home, and all of a sudden, she's switched off again. And Mm -hmm. that's to be expected. Sure. But at this point, she looks at her, and she goes, what grade would you like him to have? Do you want a B? I'll give you a fucking B. Do you want a B? B? I'll give you a fucking B. (laughs) Just so you know, three days ago, my (laughs) husband blew his head off. With a gun that I didn't know he had. Mm-hmm. And the look on this mother's face is like, oh, shit. Oops. So the grade your fucking kid gets in a high school speech elective. Doesn't I mean shit. Don't really care. Yes. You want an A? I'll give you an A. And she's like, yeah. no, B is fine. And at that point, the movie shifted. And it, and it wasn't a negative shift for me. So, again, we talked about it a little earlier. This is one of those movies that's billed as a horror film. And it does have... 
scary moments to it. But I think oh, sure. for me, the scary moments were the reality of the movie. Mm-hmm. So the reason why we talk about that is because it feels to me, after much thought, sure. like the movie was clearly about what a person goes through when someone they love commits suicide. Right, because you could say the movie's about grief, but it's a whole different kind of grief. Correct. Because only... you discover all these things sure. that you never knew about. You always thought this person was this happy person, and then they commit suicide, and you're like, what caused that? Well, not only that, but you're stuck, like, now you have to grapple with your own mortality. Yeah. Now you're making it real, like, fuck, what is next? How yes. long do I have? But then you also are then struck with this reality that there's this entire other life that mm-hmm. this person lived. And mm-hmm. in this movie, it tackles that head on. Yep. And the I can't, I've been using the word trope a lot, but the trope sure. in this movie is that there's a mirror image lifestyle. The upside down version of her lake house. Well, across the lake, not upside down. But you, you know what I mean. Yeah. So basically, he's built a second house on the other side of the lake. Which isn't the flipped house. It is a different house. Correct. Um, so it's not a mirror image, but it's at night that she takes the time to go investigate it, hence the name of the movie, The Night House. Mm-hmm. But then she begins to experience some of the memories that exist within that house. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's the haunting of his soul because he had a troubled soul or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of those things where you feel like that feeling or that thought lives in your mind rent free. And that is, to me, what happened is that all of this stress and all of the fear and all of the anger has developed this character that's in her head. Mm -hmm. And it's, in this case, what leads her to row out in the middle of the lake with a gun in her hands. Mm -hmm. With nothing but these negative thoughts and feelings and vibes feeding into her, telling her to take her own life. And that um, portrays itself, portrays itself, manifests itself in the unseen image of this person who was her husband that eventually is seen but it's it's a different personality than the man that she knew Mm -hmm. and i never understood there was a spoiler alert there were some questions about whether he really killed those people or if she imagined that well i guess it take if do you take the movie as literal or do you take it as metaphor because i think think it it is either way yeah I, I felt it was very metaphorical. Mm-hmm. And I felt that when because she was I sitting think, in the boat. Yeah, because we all literally or more figuratively, we all have bodies buried that we don't tell anybody right. about, right? All these secrets. Right. The only thing that gives secrets. me the reality piece of it is the groundskeeper that knew about the house but didn't say anything to her. Oh, yeah, and the fact that there's women that look like her, mm-hmm. that she actually meets one in the flesh and talks to her. So it's, it's a little iffy, but I think... I think the message and the themes of the movie are so strong, yeah. yet so bleak until, like, the literal last five minutes. And even then, that ending, you could... You that could, was intense, man. Yeah. even Well, even with that ending, someone was like, well, now it's hopeful because she found a way out. And I'm like, is it? Because you still see that manifestation yeah, there. I mean, and she's still stoic, mm-hmm. even after that specific situation. Sure. So, you, you, you know... You don't know what's going to happen down the road. Mm-hmm. And it's not one of those movies that left it open for a sequel. Like No. Now, that is how I felt about the movie. That is sure. what I got from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel like it was a classic horror film. It was definitely scary at Oh, yeah. Points. I mean, it has some, some very effective jump scares. Some beautiful, like, so the, the, the figures of people out of the, oh, the, the architectural way, Yeah, designs. the way the thing manifests itself... In the in the essence of the house, mm-hmm. in in the shape of a of a man, I the guess the house was almost the 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 character yes. itself. But it was consuming her from the inside. Yeah, it's... and it was because of architectural designs in mm-hmm. the house. I thought that was pretty great. They used the camera angles for that. Well, and effects and everything. Yeah. It's it's very well done. The soundtrack, uh, the score, rather. Oh yeah, when it I think it's at its scariest though when it's like dead quiet. Yeah. And you're just waiting. Yeah. And you just you just feel the dread like yeah. it's dripping off the screen. Um, I really liked this movie, and sure. I hate to say that because of what I feel is the dark context behind the movie, but. Unlike the other movies that we talked about before, I mm-hmm. think that it clearly, concisely, and very 
honestly portrayed those feelings. Oh, sure. I thought she was outstanding. Well, she produced it too, which I found Did she? surprising. Like this is this feels like a I passion fully project. expect a nomination for her. Like I that. don't know, man. They they ignore horror. Like Lapita, yeah, James McAvoy, Tony Collette. Yeah. Unless it's like Get Out, where it's got some cross appeal. And this might, but yeah. it's I I don't know. If it does, I'll be very happy, but I wouldn't hold my breath. I think I think she would get nominated, but she I don't know about it. the rest of it. No, I don't know about that. Yeah. Sound design, I think. Yeah, the sound design was pretty what, good. It deserves it deserves it because that's that's a whole part of why the atmosphere works. Yeah. So the the piece that's kind of triggering though is that it is about suicide and about the pain yes. of suicide and and the depression and grief that and process that goes along what with it that. reeks on your bot what yeah. it reeks the havoc that it reeks on your body yeah. And on your brain mm-hmm. and on your well-being um, and the brave face that you have to put on for those people around you. Just to go home to emptiness. Yeah, exactly. And loneliness. Yeah. And um, is it triggering? I'm sure. I, I am not one of those people that has had to struggle with those thoughts. Sure. And I guess let me let me just preface that real quick. So I had a buddy of mine in high school, my closest friend at the time, take his own life and that – that really got to me, and that manifests itself in my struggles with anxiety and depression into my own suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, and I think this movie portrayed that struggle perfectly, because once you've had somebody you care about take their own life, yeah. and you, and you don't know why, yeah. or that they were even struggling, yeah. and it comes out of the blue like that, you're just left with this this weight on you, yeah. because. Like everyone came together for his funeral, but yeah. the day after that Monday, it was back to business as yeah, usual. Yeah, she's it, just back it, to being alone. And it wasn't yeah. for me, you yeah. know, and it wasn't for her. Yeah. And I think once you are introduced to the concept that somebody can get out of the misery, yeah, like that, it stays with you. Because yes, it fucked it fucks people up. Yeah. It fucked me up, you know. And if if I ever, and I've tried before. I think that's another powerful moment because when I was trying to, it was like her at the end on the boat with the gun. Somebody, through some happenstance, called me and pulled me out of it. Yeah. It was exactly like the movie. So it was just, it was haunting to see that on screen. Yeah. But that's. Did your nightgown get wet? It did not. Okay, good. <laughs> so, but for me, uh, from an empathy standpoint, mm-hmm. um, I have, and we've talked about this before. Sure. I have a very hard time. I feel sympathy, but it's very mm-hmm. hard to empathize because I've never been one to live in a world where those thoughts exist for me. Right. But I have enough friends, close friends, who do. And so I have that experience in the phone calls of, man, I had a tough week. Or, man, it's been a tough couple of days. Or it's been a tough couple of months. I'm sorry I fell off the radar. And it brings about an appreciation for what they feel. Mm-hmm. And that is why I think this movie did a better job than Relic or sure. other movies. Sure. But the other thing is it was fucking scary because it was kind of fucking real. It was. You and know? the fact that through all this suffering and things, because yeah. people keep going because we hold on to this thing that might be next, this better place. What if it's not there? Yeah. What yeah. do you, what do you do with that information? You know, it also offers me the ability to have a little more empathy for people who are dealing with the loss of a loved one through sure. suicide. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, I've I've lost my mom, right? But that's different because you know she has cancer. You know, there's a diagnosis. You know, there's, right? There's a reason she died. Suicide yeah. is like they took their own life, and we don't know why. Yeah, and and you may never know why. Exactly. And some of the the most jovial people in the world have taken their own lives. And people mm-hmm. are just like, wait a second. This person was always smiling. This person was always happy. So there's a scene where she's talking about her husband like that. You know, I had no idea. And that is what made this movie scary for me. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy is when I got done watching it, I didn't think it was about suicide. Really? But I laid in bed and I was like, just laying there and I was going, holy shit. It was like a it was like a light bulb moment. Light and bulb. it was just like, oh my God. 
this movie that I thought was just genuinely scary was scary because of the reality of what she was going through. Yes, and that's when I think horror is at its best, when it can... Like The Shining, for example. Like, what's scary about that is, like, what if we were in the right circumstances to snap and become this (laughs) terrible thing that, you know, that we don't even recognize? I think this, like, I forget who said it, but it's like, it only takes one bad day to turn somebody, you know, to the dark side or whatever. And I think that... And in itself is like a, a very effective horror concept because I'm I think we're we're afraid deep down of what we're capable yeah. of. We're capable of inflicting this much darkness or taking our own life and affecting people in this way, and it's it's horrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely um, it's definitely one of those. Chris is looking at me like he had. Do you have some insight? He's doing some kind of routine. I think he's going. doing yoga. No, he's doing the uh, mic stand. Did you? Te- oh, you're listening to the mic stand. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's doing who's on first, but he's doing all the parts. Oh, gotcha. Okay. What's on second? Um, okay. So the point that I'm trying to make about this movie is um, go into it with a with a mindset of if you find yourself, mm-hmm. and I, and I feel a little bad because I feel like maybe I could have given you a heads up, but at the same time I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was a movie that was going to trigger you as much as the conversation about it Yes would. and no. And I think the conversation's worth it. Like, I'm in a better place now. Yeah. Like, sometimes it's... I think it was two a years ago, triggering. I probably wouldn't yeah, have been no, like, hey, definitely. Dude, see this movie? I would have given you a For up. sure. But yeah, I think I'm in a better headspace now to kind of use it as a tool to process some of those feelings yeah. and things and talk through them with you, which has been yeah. good. And and again, it offers me an opportunity to have a little more empathy from the, that standpoint. Too. Absolutely. So. But I think it is, it is good to give others a trigger warning that if you struggle with depression or suicidal thoughts and things, or have lost somebody to suicide. Yeah. Maybe sit this one out. Um, or sit it, or or if you Use really want to see a, a decent horror movie, mm-hmm. see it with some loved ones or someone yeah. that... Or have a good support system yeah. that can help you through it, because it might also lead to good conversation, or it might Absolutely. not. Know, know yourself, know your illness, know your boundaries, and, you know, I think it's worth it if you feel yeah. safe with it. And what's crazy about this is... If you've listened to the last episode, which they're a little out of order right now, but if you listen to the last episode, I told Tyler I wanted him to watch it, and then we would talk about it. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about this movie until we, we came here and sat down. Mm-hmm. So I feel pretty good about the the transition in my brain from where I thought it was to where it actually was. So for sure, it's intense. Um, Absolutely, well acted, well directed. Uh, well scored. The the sound was fantastic. There were moments. As of right now, it's one of my favorites of the year, but it is only, well, shit, September now. Yeah. So I, we'll think see. It's, I think it's my tops for the year so far. No, Coda. I like I do Coda. love Coda yeah. a lot. I love Mitchells versus the Machine a lot. I love the Suicide Squad a lot. Is that 2021? Mitchells, Mitchells versus the yeah, Machine? Yeah, this year. Isn't is that it? crazy? Yeah, I enjoyed that one as well. I love that movie. But, uh, yeah. Um, well, so yeah, so that's our intense moments of the show. Um, mm-hmm. You know, again, uh, definitely a trigger warning. Um, For sure, it's definitely important. a good movie. It is, but it's important to take care of yourself yeah. and have friends and and loved ones that you can talk to about these things, so you're not up in your own head like the character in the yeah, movie. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if this is a theater one for me though. Well, that's the only place you can see I'm it. Glad I, I'm kind of glad I saw the screener on my iPad. I would have probably done better with it. Yeah. Than because I was an anxious mess in that theater. Yeah. But Did you go by yourself? No. Uh, JC went, and uh, the Wednesday night people went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, someone brought a fucking kid. What? Like a five-year-old. What? And that was rough. God, stupid people. Yeah. No. And the kid wouldn't sit still and was talking about how it wants to see Adam's family too instead and it's like wait was this one of your friends kids no it was just oh, some okay. kid in the theater with her mom I was like they're out of the Wednesday group no it's like I guess we don't want to pay for a babysitter that's that's annoying yeah so you know what definitely w- don't subject your children to this yeah. <laughs> um i watched another movie today too that What'd i want i want to give an honorable mention to so okay. um i haven't enjoyed elijah wood uh, as an adult in feature films. I'd have to um, think on that, but you're probably right. 
you said you have a take on that or you no, don't? No, I'd probably have to think on that, but you're probably right. Um, I did enjoy him in the one show on FX. Wilfred? Wilfred. Same. But there's a movie that is out now. I don't know where you can watch it, but it's called No Man of God. It's about a uh, journalist, an FBI analyst, sorry, Bill Hagmeyer and Ted Bundy. They did some interviews between 84 and 89, right up until the time that Ted Bundy was killed. Um, it also stars Luke Kirby, who was in is in that Netflix show, um, the one about the crazy stalker dude. Uh, what's that called? Chris, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh Kind of. The one that, like, all the women are in love with him, but yeah, he's yeah. a crazy serial next, killer or something. It. Ted Bundy? I can't remember what they call it. What the name <laughs> no. of it is. Well, that's, we know who it's about. Oh, Dexter? Uh, no. Maybe he's, is he not in this? He's gotta be. If you built this up as an Elijah Wood movie that you loved and then he's not in it. No, uh, no. <laughs> Elijah Wood was definitely in it. But, sure? but was his heart in it? <laughs> Um, Somebody's heart was carved out. Wait, so oh. Luke Kirby was in. Luke Kirby was a son of a gossip bitch. girl. Uh, <laughs> was he the titular gossip girl? <laughs> Little voice, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. That's what he's from. That's what uh, wrong series. He played. Who's the comic in the marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Tony Shalhoub. Lenny Bruce. He played Lenny Bruce. I was way off. Yeah. Um. So I've yeah, he was like also he played Pierce in Glass. Pierce. Pierce? Yeah. Who the hell is Pierce? And then he was in that movie with uh, uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Um, I don't know. He played a guy named Trip in, in Elizabeth Olsen's big dramatic debut. Was that the one where she's in a house and she's very scared? Yes. He played Trip. Anyways. Did um, he trip? Is that how he went? It was surprisingly good. No. Uh, there was. Well, was, how did you come across it? Uh, it was on the Plex server and I was bored. But, That's um, how a lot of great movies are watched, though. Yeah. So Elijah Wood, there was a, it's it definitely had an art house feel. It's weird because it was like three different feel. Of, it was like the first one is an intense drama, and then it switches to an art house feel, and then a sad. Oh my god. Oh, Ted okay. Have you ever seen the Place Beyond the Pines? Yes. It does a similar thing with that. It's, yeah, very much so. With, yeah. Where each act is kind of a different feel yes. and a different character yeah. and a different tone. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Elijah Wood. I never realized he had piercing blue eyes, but they use it to their advantage. Oh yeah. If you if you're a good filmmaker and you hire him, you know. Yeah. That's that's where the money is. He also has a giant gap, which I didn't realize it was that big on his teeth. Yes. I did not know that. Um, but he was fantastic in this movie. Um, somehow they hired a female lead for the movie that was shorter than him. Did not know that that was possible. Because he's a hobbit. He is a tiny man. Um, but the guy who played Ted Bundy, Luke Kirby, was fantastic. Um, huh. He was both intense, smoldering, intelligent. <laughs> uh, surprisingly a good movie. So it's called No, no. Shit. I said no Man of God. No Man of God. Um, the crazy thing was that James Dobson, focus on the family, James, James Dobson. No shit. So James Dobson, um, interviewed Ted Bundy before he died. Really? And the interview with him, there was an agreement with the prosecuting attorney that it was to try and help him get another trial and appeal and to stay his execution. But it turns out all that James Dobson wanted to do was get him to say that pornography made him kill people. <laughs> Son of a bitch. So that was the theme throughout the, the middle third of the movie, which was So this movie is available to rent it for seven bucks everywhere. Everywhere. Okay. But I've never I haven't heard it advertised at all. So this is Yeah, I hadn't either. And then but I had seen recently the one starring Zach Efron as This premise is fucking Tight too. Well, it's based off of actual. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I had no idea about that. Like, what a cool way to tackle the Ted Bundy character and story and person and all that shit. So, um, yeah. To end on a different note, I mean, that was that was a good movie that I stumbled on. So, um, well, speaking of good movies, one of Tony's favorite films of all time is Candyman, Uh which has a reboot sequel in theaters now. So when we come back next, and I hate horror movies. I just he does. But he loves Candyman. Yes. So we're going to talk about 
old versus new. Yeah. And then there was something else we were going to talk about next time. You know? uh, well, yeah. I mean, we're going to go try and see the Ten Rings, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. Oh, yeah, Shang-Chi. And then we're seeing that Netflix movie tonight. Yeah, and we're going to watch Kate mm-hmm. on Netflix. So we'll talk about a couple different things. But the main main <coughs> topic will be Candyman old versus new. Sounds great. So, I'm excited. Thanks for coming, Tyler. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry I'm, I was late, gentlemen. I'm always here. <laughs> What did you say? I'm always here with you. I know. Always. In your heart. Hey, Chris. Yes. I did forget to ask you earlier in the show, but how's Coffee Dudes Coffee? Dot com. com. Yeah, it's going. Yeah? Yeah. Where is it going? <laughs> uh, tomorrow I'll be at the uh, Delville Town Market, and Saturday the Anderson City Market, and Sunday the Franklin Town Market, and I'm all over. And as of today, I am uh, officially an LLC. Nice. Oh, shit. Yes. What state did you register that LLC in? Indiana. Oh, wow. Yes. I think you would have gone to Nevada to save some money. (laughs) Right. Well, you know. Yeah. I mean, you wanted to be legal. It's trying to be legal. At least two flavors you've left. Is this grape? Uh, One's grape, one's blue raspberry. I do not want the grape. They're Twizzlers. I don't want the grape either. The grape's going in the trash where it belongs. Chris, do you want the grape Twizzler? Oh, sure. Why not? Okay. All right. Chris can have the grape Twizzler. It's all you, bub. Um, So, yeah. Thanks to CoffeeDudesCoffee.com for the support. Um, Definitely check them out. If you're local, uh, Chris has some delivery options. Uh, Are you shipping yet, Chris? Yes. Anytime. Sweet. Anywhere. Let's make it happen. He does have some shipping anytime, anywhere. So coffeedudescoffee.com. Um, let's limit the international shipping for now. But uh, uh, I can't do international shipping because yeah. uh, customs won't really allow that. That's true. If you don't coffee. like it, you can get the fuck out. Yes. <laughs> when you get your first order from Colombia, I think we'll need to worry about it. Well, I do get... Wait. Yeah. <laughs> Are we back to the cocaine We're back to the cocaine. Cocaine. Oh, shit. Or is this going to evolve into, or rather devolve into a Michael Caine impersonation? Michael Caine. Caine. Michael Caine. Caine. All right. Well, he used to do cocaine off the Muppets in the Muppet Christmas Carol. (laughs) I've done a line of coke off a Muppet's ass. Uh, I I got some Indian burns from it. I love how as Michael Caine gets older, he talks like a zombie. He says his (laughs) gums are drawn back and his teeth are big, and he's like, Michael Kay. Hello, Mr. Nolan. What are you yes. what are we doing this time around? Yeah, anyways. Um, so, Fire Marshal Bill and... Uh, Hiya, kids. <laughs> well, uh, coffeedudescoffee.com. Follow yeah. us on Instagram and Twitter at Popcorn Tribunal. Find us on Facebooks. And we have Popcorn our own Tribunal. internet Com. website. That's the one. We will have some written reviews going up about yes. some additional movies. Let me um, get back to doing those. Yeah, Tyler writes some good reviews if he would actually write them, but he's a busy, busy man. Work's kicking my ass. I'm so sorry. The naughty, naughty <laughs> boy. <laughs> so um, we will see you next time. Check out mm-hmm. the last couple episodes I just released, uh, and we will talk to you later. Have a good one. Okay, we love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Toodles. That was, that, was a, that was an interesting experience, Chris. I didn't know what you were doing there with your head. Chica-chica.